Hi guys, it's Pleasance here and it's the middle of the summer and I just wanted to say thanks for listening. We're up to over 2,000 listeners and I'm super proud of our community and all the wonderful guests that we've had. The next few weeks, we're going to have some of my most favorite female friends who are totally rocking their self-care, their businesses, their families, their lives, really inspiring women, and I hope you enjoy listening to them and hearing our conversations. Um, Thanks to those who've reached out on some topics that you want me to dive in deeper with. I'm going to do journaling and um, also something around uh, the self-coaching model that Brooke Castillo teaches. So stay tuned for those. Um, Also, I just wanted to say that if you're enjoying these conversations and the recordings um, and the things that we're talking about and teaching, that I do invite you to join our Thrive community. Um, Our community of women is, some are in DC area, some are beyond. And looking towards the fall, we're going to have monthly sacred circles. Um, I have two new beautiful community leaders within Thrive, our Plan to Thrive community and our community um, for the healthy habits based in Ayurveda and well-being. So if you want more connection, community, and you're just craving authenticity in this busy world that we're living in, join us. Uh, hope you have a great day. Littleohm.com backslash thrive. See you soon. And Hello. Hi, Jen. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. I just had to pop up with a uh, Zoom info came into my calendar. So I just That's called okay. that one. It's how it works. Like the technology piece is hilarious. Like it's supposed to be easy and simple and then it just is how it is. <laughs> totally. Right. <laughs> um, I love it though, because uh, you were getting to hear we behind the scenes of thrive, which has been our online community for the past five years. Like it started at little Ohm and then we moved online. Right. And the past three months, I have a community leader for our planning group and our main group. And so today we're having our business meeting around like, what do we want to attract? Where do we want to go? How do we want to help people who are motivated to do the work? Right. And right. like, how do we kind of up level? Because I find in service, um, like in the service and wellness world that um, we will like give and give and give and give. And um, sometimes it's not the energetic, like vibration does not match. Hmm. And then we're trying to help them make changes that they're not necessarily as motivated to make. (laughs) Right, right, right. So it's kind of like from a business perspective, because you're a, you know, a business creator and entrepreneur extraordinaire, you know, that that's a really important part to remember is like, I can't want it more than they can, you know? It's also how I feel about parenting teenagers, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) la, 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 la. I'm not listening to that. No, just kidding. Um, Okay. So welcome Jen and tell everyone a little bit about like, I know you from the business world and just your awesomeness. I love um, always whenever I get to see you chatting about what you're doing and you have had some changes since the last time I've seen you. So give us a little bit of an update about what you're doing now and what your kind of daily life looks like. Yeah. So you and I met um, when I launched my first company uh, (laughs) called Momentum Resources. And that was a staffing firm that was dedicated to helping 
parents get more part-time or flexible professional roles. Um, and then I took a buyout from that when it was the, the right time and we started another company that was a staffing firm that was uh, really focused on hyper-localizing job markets, you know, big markets like New York or DC, you know, there's no work-life balance at all or any piece mm. if you're commuting two or three hours a day. Um, but with both of those companies, my biggest client was a company called Summit Consulting, a data analytics firm uh, here in DC. And they were growing and growing and growing and uh, made me a great offer to join their management team about five years ago. So I currently serve as the chief of corporate development here, um, wearing lots and lots of hats, you know, as a, about a mid-sized firm uh, happens, right? So I, I run strategy, branding, human capital and operations here. How does it feel not to be like go from being to go from being the main boss creative wearing all the hats to um, working with a company or in management for a company? Well, it how's that feel? It for sure was a transition. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think entrepreneurship is completely exhausting. So I think <laughs> in the beginning it was kind of nice, right? Like someone else got to worry about who was negotiating the new liability policy or, you know, there's someone else who's making sure the payroll goes out every week. Um, I didn't have to do all the things. So I could really focus on um, the things that I'm best at mm -hmm. um, and that I really enjoy. And so that part is, is, is nice, right? Like, and if you do things like take off vacation mm -hmm. and, you know, stop doing BD for a, a week or two, it's, you're not going to like see that in your financial statement next month, mm -hmm. right? You can actually step away a little bit, which is nice. Um, but I did get feedback for about a full year that I was not doing sufficient job of building consensus. I was so used to making quick, fast decisions. Mm -hmm. The thought of like stopping and getting everyone's mm -hmm. opinion <laughs> and buying, I'm like, come on people. Yeah. I'm just going to do this anyway. So why am I not just doing it? <laughs> totally. So, uh, so that, that took a little while for sure. Well, I just think it's such a romantic because of the online world. And again, like much more in my like wellness, spiritual world, there's this whole like idea that life coaches are like sitting on the beach while they're taking calls and it's very flexible and open and it's always so fun. And like, that's certainly not the truth all the time. <laughs> There's right. so much more that goes into it. Right. But I think that the, I think it is so important to speak honestly about the challenges and the pros and the cons for whether you're working for someone or working for yourself or in DC, I know both of us know a lot of people who have totally integrated, flexible, where they have a, a long time consulting job or assignment, and they're also writing blogs, right? right or they're right, creative. Right. And so this world that we live in is fascinating for blending. And there are times, right, when the consistency and the stability makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, honestly, so important. it is. And, I, I, you know, <laughs> I have a set of twins, right? The boys are 16. Yeah. And then I have a younger son who turns... 11 in a couple of days, but I launched my first company when he was an infant and yeah. it was like having a different set of twins, right? The baby and, you know, Anderson went to kindergarten and the company hit five and then we had like all these big growth issues. And so, you know, there are some times when you're pulled in a lot of different directions where it's nice to let some other people worry about some of the big stuff. And, and, um, it, and the yeah. stability was just kind of help, helpful. Um, but that's yeah. it. I missed the creative piece. I and know. about a year ago I started in on a book project, something I've been working on forever Good. because I need, I needed that creative <laughs> outlet. Right. And yes. writing a book now is, it, it really isn't about making money at all. It's about, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just, truthfully, that's the way the, the industry works, particularly for, you know, non-published authors. It, but I think it's, um, 
you know, it's an outlet for me. It's a way to leave my mark, my legacy, all those things that I feel like I'm missing being in house somewhere. Um, and you're running your own business, right? You're promoting your own book, your own brand. And, um, I have the freedom to do both of those things. And I think that's very helpful. Okay. So that's why I wanted to invite you on was to talk about your book, your book topic. I mean, I want you to share everybody with everybody, a little bit of the evolution of like, why did you want to write a book? How did you pick what you wanted to write about and what it's been like, what the process has been like? Sure. And, and so I did a ton of blogging um, in the momentum world all about the sort of work-life balance, how do you mm-hmm. negotiate your flexible schedule and, you know, and you know, my naivete, I thought, well, I'll just take all these blog posts and write a book, right? That got, I've got it basically written like, okay, no, no jet. <laughs> it's not nearly that easy. And I was a little surprised though. I put that, you know, as it went in house, I put that project on the shelf for a little while and I came back to it. And I thought, wow, a lot of this is already dated. Like this, our industry and the world is moving so fast mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, put post me too, more involved dads. And I mean, it's just, it's a different world. So I, I gave a, a sort of a, a refresh and look at it. And, you know, I think the thing um, that I, I have arrived at doing this whole like working parenthood business for 16 years now is there actually is no balance. And like, once yeah. you really kind of, come to peace with that, that it's better. Right. So I just admit that, um, you know, working parenthood is a three ring circus, but you know, the notion of this book is that you get to be the ring master. You can decide what you put in your rings and where the spotlight shines. And, and sometimes it's like a bunch of drunk clowns, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, like you just put them in the ring, shine light elsewhere, you know? So it's, um, I worked with a lot of individuals and I saw what worked and I saw what did not and so I want to make sure that I'm sharing as much of this information before it's, um, you know, dated again or, or, or just yeah. not relevant. But I know that there are some strategies that, that are that are very helpful. Um, for example, I, you know, a lot of my early writing was about sort of like how to ask for flexibility, how to negotiate it. And I've completely changed my mind on that. Mm. I think you just do it. I think you'd be really good at your job if you were the most mm-hmm. kick-ass marketing manager your company's ever hired, you're going to get all the flexibility you need. Mm-hmm. You will because mm-hmm. you're that good. Mm-hmm. So I've really focused my, um, the, the, the business part of this book on like, how do you really excel at work to be that, you know, sought after in demand, highly respected person that can really, you know, not say, Oh, I need to come in at nine o'clock because my daughter has a therapy appointment on Thursday mornings. You just do it. And no one questions it. Yeah. I guess, what are some of the things that you think I would love to hear, like some of the outdated or like the stuff that definitely doesn't work? Like, I love the idea that you changed your mind about something you used to teach and write about. And now it's kind of different. So what are some things that you feel like people are doing that's not that helpful or more of the strategies? I think one of the things that a lot of people do is assuming that there's a direct trade-off between flexibility and compensation. Mm. (laughs) And, you know, and you know, and sometimes you'll take what you think is a lower stress role, but then mm-hmm. you're working, you know, then you find out it's not the case. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that, that's one of the things I think people think, well, automatically, if I go part-time, that'll just totally, you know, solve all yeah. my problems. Well, you know, part-time often, frankly, looks like, you know, I'll be crammed into 28 hours and you don't get yes. any benefits and you're not on the career track and you're just distressed. I mean, there's certainly some pros to it. Like maybe you're missing rush hour there right. to meet the bus every day after school. But, um, you know, I think, I think, I think that a lot of times we sell ourselves short. You think, well, I'll just take this job. I mean, it's a lateral or it's a pay cut, but it'll be less stress. And I don't find that that's the case always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so in our, in my world, it's like the conversation always around dollars for hours 
and value and this whole idea of like, well, let me give you the logistics of what you'll get, right? It's two calls a month and this, 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 when really um, the work or the value is in having someone who's your leadership or wellness or spiritual mentor who's had 20 years of experience who's seeing things and blind spots that you might not see. And that doesn't necessarily translate for dollars for hours. So exactly uh, the value piece. And that's what I think is changing so much when you're talking about expertise and we're talking about how work is changing in the world. And I have this client who is a millennial and she, um, her parents, she's really interested in, you know, she's in nutrition school and she wants to, um, do wellness coaching and mentorship and talks and create courses, a lot of similar to what I do. Um, and of course her parents are like, absolutely not. Like, we don't even understand what that is. You have to (laughs) get a job and you work at the job for 30 years and then you retire. Like you don't even need to like the damn job, you know? And, um, my husband and I just don't live that way. We don't see the world that way. We spend a lot of time at conferences and podcasts and reading about alternative ways that the world is evolving and changing. Right. Um, Right. And that feels like on the parenting side, so freeing. So how do you find some of this stuff that you're learning and researching for your book, um, applying to parenting? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start with that. So I'm definitely like in the circus, right? I've got three boys. Someone's always broken or injured. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, and this is a classic example, right? Last week, um, you know, particularly in high school, it's harder to get your kids out of school for the day. So I scheduled all these appointments, orthopedist, orthodontist. I mean, everyone had places to be. My husband was at a conference. I planned to take three days off work and then, you know, kind of sort out my family life. But then a few things blew up at the office. And, you know, and so I think that what I see my kids see me do is trying to be present and in the moment when I can be, but Mm -hmm. that's not, that's sometimes that's being on work calls when I'm at home with them or in the Mm -hmm. car to the dentist's office. Um, And sometimes when, and they call me and the summers are really tough. I feel Mm -hmm. like we could have an entire podcast about how the summers are. Yes. When they're calling me at the office during the day and I'm like, I'm in the middle of something. I'm leading a meeting. I cannot, you know, (laughs) referee a debate over who had too much Fortnite time. Like this is not what I'm doing right now. I'm sorry. But you know, there's a couple of things like I just didn't anticipate and summers being a really hard mm-hmm. thing and particularly like the sort of older kids mm. in my mind I thought they would all be kind of settled by now and I could really be hard charging <laughs> I could take that next level up I could be on the road more <laughs> and it's exactly the opposite yes like, yes do you want your middle yes. school kids home alone yes. for four or five hours every afternoon nope. Nope. <laughs> nope nope and like but you can't really get babysitters so like what do you do with them and it's it's a weird thing and I just sort of this is a something that just hit me in the last yeah. couple of years that I'm, and I'm kind of shocked by it with, you know, 11, 16 and 16. I thought, wow, we'd have summer sort of sorted out and it's not, I mean, it's complete chaos. I, uh, I love this so much because, you know, when I was running the studio, which was full of little kids, there is a lot of conversation. There was a lot of conversation around, well, when they're older, I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. Like right, then right. my career will really take off or then I'll go back to right. work or then I'll be able to do all this. And I'm, you know, Sailor's 10. So she's my oldest right. and she's younger than your boys. But I find the same way. I feel the same way is that I have dreams and visions and goals for myself and our, in my business. And I'm noticing she wants me here more yep, and yep. emotionally she wants me here more. And that is changing 
day by day, week by week based on those social relationships, right? Like, so she gets in a fight with her best friend. Now, granted, I have choices that I'm making again around my values and, and like core desires and my feelings that I want to have every day. Like, do I want to be here or do I want to not always be here? Am I making career choices? Am I putting her first? Like, I'm always asking those questions. And of course, I'm trying not to helicopter, right? And I really do want her to have her own experiences and she has to figure some of this stuff out on her own. And like, and I want to kind of like give her a hug if she's crying about a friend. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know, um, so I do think that there's this delusion that when they're older, it will be blank, like easier or I'll work more. And I just, yeah. I don't see that as truth when I talk to my friends who have older kids. You no, know? And, and and honestly, I, I'm, you asked sort of about the genesis of this book project. So I had all this content. I wanted to do something with it. But I think at the end of the day, I'm just completely passionate about, you know, women's equality and fairness and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. That, that really is what gets me going. And women are not going to have equality, you know, professionally or personally until they really stay in the game. And what I see women doing is like, oh, it's just too hard. I need to stay mm. home for two years, but if you have three kids and each your your stay home till your youngest goes to kindergarten, then you've been out of the workforce for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. It's so hard. I mean, there's ways to do it. And I have some good strategies that I talk about in the book, mm. but it's just an uphill battle. And then the thing is, it's like you said, their needs change. They evolve. Like you still need to be so present, so mm-hmm. available. Like I, I'm so surprised that dealing with a bullying situation mm-hmm. with freshmen in high school. And mm. I mean, I kind of didn't think I'd be going back to high school, but I'm doing two or three hours of homework with my son yes. with ADHD. And I'm like, yeah, trying to relearn chemistry after a 12 hour day in the office. And it's, it's yeah. just not easy. Right. So you, you need, you need to like, just be in the game because it yeah. will go away. My older two, you know, theoretically should fly the nest here in the next couple of years. And you know, it, it has been a blank. It's just been like, right. how did that happen so fast? But you got to be in the game in order to get closer towards the equality piece. So what is a strategy? I know that you'll have more in the book and um, everyone should read it. It's not out yet, right? You're still oh, no. It, right? Yeah. Okay, still right. writing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but and then, you know what I'd love to do, Jen? Just side note is when the book comes out, let's have everybody over here to my house and let's have a whole book party conversation. Oh, that'd let's be amazing. Because so many of these listeners live in the neighborhood. They're little own moms. And I know they'd love to have some face to face with you. Like, what are the strategies? So give us one like they're, you know, maybe someone is listening to this. They're on maternity leave. Or I'm thinking of one sure. of our thrivers who just had her third baby and she's been out of work and she just heard what you said. I don't want her to go to fear and panic mode. Right. Let's right. give her a tool. What could she be thinking about right now? A, cu- a couple of things. And, and they're, they're, they're pretty simple. But the hard thing is making it a priority for you. Mm-hmm. Number one is strategic volunteering. Right. Like, Mm. so you, what you want is to not have a 10 year blank spot on your resume. So you want to volunteer in a way that's going to help you get back into work. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It does not mean be the PTA president. And I like, don't kill me PTA moms, but you're probably already <laughs> going to do PTA stuff. Like you're always going to volunteer your kid's mm-hmm. school because that's who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. But if you are say a fundraiser, you mm-hmm. might be an America Red Cross chapter, like expand your network, you know, mm-hmm. something that people can really attach, um, like a big brands, like, you know, anything that's really strategic. So um, if you're an attorney, go be a CASA advocate or, mm-hmm. you know, lots of different things you can do that are related to your space. The second is keep up your professional certifications. 
So mm-hmm. you work in HR, right? You've got your SHRM certification. You've got to get CE, continuing education classes. Keep those skills sharp. Um, you know, events. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you have to. It's like it's the last thing you want to do at 7 o'clock is put on, like, grown-up clothes and go network. But it really will make it easier. And the third is get any kind of certification. So what people mm-hmm. want to see is, particularly around technology, mm-hmm. like what people want to see is you're not going to walk in and be like, oh, I last, I've never used Google Docs or I don't know how this works or whatever. So if you're programming and you only know SAS, you need to learn open source like R. So whatever the thing is, but get a online certification. So it's um, defensible, right? Everybody mm-hmm. knows what the QuickBooks trained bookkeeper is. Uh, but if you just say like, oh yeah, I've just, I was a bookkeeper 10 years ago. I mean, people are going to think that your skills are not maybe as fresh or you're not up to date with the latest software. Yeah. It sounds so silly, but there's a lot of really unconscious bias around people who've been out of the job force for a long time. And immediately mm. you think these people don't even know what LinkedIn is or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to like, so if you really are strategic about your off ramp, that time you're out of the workforce, your on ramp back in can be a lot less painful. Mm-hmm. But if you just quit and be like, you know what, I'm just going to stay home and like volunteer at the preschool. We'll see what happens. It's just going to be a really hard, yeah. hard, long stretch and you can yeah. do it. It's just, it doesn't need to be that hard. Yeah. And I think it's so fascinating because I definitely, when I left education, like didn't really have, um, a plan, uh, <laughs> I right. just like quickly <laughs> right. was getting off and I was like, I'll figure it out. But I know myself well enough to know that I love like the things that I love, I love wholeheartedly and I always sure. want to be learning about and I'm a lifelong learner and a joiner. So I'm always taking classes or I'm always volunteering for something awesome that feels good to me. And so anytime I'm shifting and looking for like what's going to happen next or where do what's my vision or what's the legacy piece. I can brainstorm a whole list of exactly what you said. Like, oh, well, I just did a whole year of fundraising for Iona Senior Center, which I love in my community. You know, if I actually wanted to right. have work with them, I could easily, I'd have no problem walking over there and saying, I want to be here. You know, yeah. so I love that, like, you're saying things that I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh, I've been doing that naturally um, <laughs> while building my business and raising my kids because it's just who I am. But I right. love the idea that it's intentional, you know, you, and helping yeah. people do that. Yeah. And you really have to say, like, I'm going to book a babysitter, you know, yeah. one, one yeah. Thursday morning a month and I'm going to have lunch with old coworkers or yes, get coffee right. people. Right. You just really have to keep that network connected. Yeah take those classes, go to those networking events. It's just, it seems like the last thing you want to do. And I get it, but it's just like, you have to imagine your future self, future self wants this to be easier. Well, and I love that my business coach this year gave me the book power networking, which I, from a spiritual perspective, Jen, I hate the name of that book. Like I'm (laughs) sure it's wonderful, but I had to like call it something different because I like couldn't, you know, I don't want to be power networking anything. It's just who I am. That's why you love me. But, um, I, read the book, it was like, oh, this is amazing. Of course, I want to call all these amazing women I know and ask them, what are you doing? Tell me how I could help you. Like just being in relationship and connecting and then being intentional around um, the different areas of relationships that you have and making sure, of course, I have a million 
you know, friends who went to integrative nutrition with me, but do I have, who are my friends in the finance world? Who are my friends who are running technology organizations and just seeing them as a whole, that was actually from like a visual standpoint, super fun. Cause I mapped them all out and made little circles. And I was like, I have the best women in my life ever. (laughs) (laughs) I was really nerdy about all that. (laughs) But it's so cool to see it. It's so cool to see it. And because the relationships are authentic and I truly do adore these women, I feel supported, but I also love supporting because that uh, so many women like that. Right. I mean, I think that's, we met in her corner, which yeah. is all about this. Like yep. how do we work together? Because women running businesses and lives looks different, you know? Um, okay. I want to shift gears and I want to ask you about your, but the name of this podcast is soulful self-care session. So one of the things that I like to dig into is what do you do to take care of yourself? What does that really truly look like in your daily, weekly, monthly life? So yeah, I have a few things. One is a, just a regular commitment to fitness. Mm-hmm. I have to, I, I get up at the ungodly hour of 4.50 every morning and work out, but three or four days a week is with my crew my mom's squad in the neighborhood and they're amazing. And so mm-hmm. it's like my social hour and my exercise time. Yeah. And I need both of those things. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so we you know run races together and we plan trips together around fitness stuff and really challenge each other. But that's also who's hearing about the latest thing my kids did that made me nuts or mm-hmm. my coworker that's driving me insane or so they're really become my social network. And I really prioritize that above a lot of things. Yeah. Um, the other is sleep and I'm not a great sleeper, but I go to bed very early mm-hmm. and I protect that. But what that means is I have very little time with my husband. Mm-hmm. So we have to kind of sort that out in other ways. But, um, you know, well, my kids were smaller. They had the seven o'clock bedtime. We really mm-hmm. believed in the early bedtime. Then we'd have a couple hours to ourselves for grown up dinner, maybe watch a television show. And we just don't have that now. And I just, again, I didn't see this coming. Like yeah. the kids are all up. And I'm usually the first to bed in the family. So my 10-year-old tucking me in yeah, is, is kind of a too. funny thing, right? I have that too. <laughs> so you're like, well, I mean, I know I should be up like playing a board game or something, but like I got to go to bed. Yeah. Same. So like if I don't sleep, it's bad yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I've been seeing um, a, an acupuncturist for a variety mm. of reasons. And that has really helped. I'm thinking a little bit more broadly about what wellness looks like for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I... I think it has some real positive physical effects, but sometimes I think it's that, you know, monthly appointment with someone who I sit down with and she just asks me how I'm doing and could I just talk about what you're feeling, what's working and what's not, and how can we release some chi and all that good stuff. And it's just lovely. And it's just my time. Yeah. And I think it's important because you have all that male energy at home and (laughs) all that masculine energy at home. And then also probably in the workforce, just the nature of what you're doing is very, again, energetic on a masculine level. Not necessarily are you surrounded by men, but when we're talking about energies, we're talking about, yes, having something like restorative yoga, like acupuncture, like massage, like journaling or writing or nature, something that has feminine energy that just allows a little bit more of that wholeness, not necessarily balance, but wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really <laughs> good wholeness. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. important distinction, Blessings. And I'm so yeah. proud of the work you're doing in this area because I think oh. this like misnomer about balance, like then you're all there. It doesn't exist. Like you're never going to get there and you're always going to feel bad about yourself for being less than whole, but what whole looks like for you is different than anyone else. Like no one else can tell you what that looks like. 
and it's different day to day, week to week, year to year. Yeah. And so you're always sort of in this relentless pursuit of wholeness. Um, and you know, and I, I, I've had a hard time lately, actually, I've had a yoga practice since I was a teenager and mm. for whatever reason, I can't get on the mat. Mm. Sometimes it's a little bit logistics, but I know it's better for me. So that's one thing I'm really struggling through those last few months. Like what is keeping yeah. me off the mat right now when I know that that works? Yeah. And we have seasons that are like that. I mean, I think that that's it. And at some point, because it's been a part of your life for so long, you will be back on the mat and you may have some insight or not. And that's okay too. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I hear that all the time. People telling me like, I used to meditate and now I don't. Now I'm going to think about meditating more than actually doing it. Or I'm going right. to think about why I'm not doing it. At which point I'm like, Shh, just go, you know, right, like right, right, it's okay. Right. We don't always need to know. So I think those dynamic, and it's just like you're saying, like you're right now, prior morning, exercise feels so good. So in law of attraction stuff, we always say like, do what feels good. Right. That's what is right for you right now in this season, you know, and it will change and it will change. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay. Yay. Thank you for all of your wonderful wisdom and insights. Where can people find you, learn more about what you're doing? And then, of course, we'll have everyone over to the living room once the book's out. But tell oh, us where they can awesome. find you. Yeah, on Jenna.net is the, uh, is the website for the book. And I'm always looking for, and there's a lot of blog stuff happening there too. And I'm always looking for interesting stories or questions or things people are thinking about that provide me lots of good new ideas. So if um, your listeners out there have great ideas about things they're curious about or want to learn more about, shoot me an email, drop me a line. I'd love to talk to them. Okay, awesome. I'll put the um, website in the notes for today so people can click on it and find you there. Okay, Jen? Okay. That sounds great. Yay! Have a wonderful rest of your summer. I hope to see you in person soon. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you, Pleasant. Bye, Jen. Bye.